You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health Podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Hello, I'm Teresa McKee, your host for A Mindful Moment. Thank you for joining me as we explore ways to increase mindfulness in our day-to-day experiences. Mindfulness is presence, awareness. It's paying attention to what's happening within us and around us. Mindfulness increases our emotional, physical, and mental well-being. It can also enhance our focus and productivity, and there are many health benefits from practicing mindfulness and meditation, from lowering blood pressure to increased longevity. Perhaps most importantly in today's chaotic world, mindfulness strengthens our ability to be more compassionate to ourselves as well as others. Renee Thornborough is leading a worldwide movement to bring life coaching, personal development, and mindset skills to children through her certified wisdom coaches and parent resources. Renee is the founder and CEO of Adventures in Wisdom and author of the Adventures in Wisdom Life Coaching Program for Kids Curriculum, a powerful curriculum that uses coaching stories and activities to help children develop mindset skills for resilience self-esteem, confidence, self-leadership, achievement, happiness, and so much more. Welcome, Renee. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Teresa. I'm very excited about this conversation because I, I so strongly believe that if we can get children to understand mindfulness, that's going to spread through their families, that's going to spread in the schools. Like It's just such a wonderful foundation. So first, I'm just going to say thank you for the work you're doing. Well, appreciate it. Thank you. It's been a, a really a labor of love. And it's amazing to me how much this has grown over the last 10 years. It's fantastic. Let's start with that. What Adventures in Wisdom is and what led you to create it? Oh, well. So, you know, Teresa, the seed was planted many years ago when I discovered the world of personal development right out of college. And I remember thinking to myself, why didn't I learn this when I was a kid? You know, it made no sense to me that the personal development world, the life coaching world focuses on grownups from the core thoughts and beliefs that shape who we are and what we believe is possible for our lives are formed when we're really young. And I knew that when I had children, I wanted them to learn this powerful way of thinking. I really became an expert over the years in personal development work. But when I had my children, this is 20 years ago, they're 20 years old now, I couldn't find anything out there to help them learn these powerful mindset skills. So I started working with them on my, my own and you know, sometimes it seemed a little kind of luxury or boring, and I didn't want my kids rolling their eyes every time they op- I opened my mouth, so I started writing stories. And that really was when the magic happened, because they loved the stories, but most important, they were really getting the concepts. And from there, the vision just grew that I wanted to bring this to other children as well. And at the time, I had a very successful career as vice president of marketing for a company here in Austin, just loved what I was doing, but I just really had this pull to bring this 
to the world. You have to bring it to children as well. And I'm just so honored that we now have coaches in over 30 countries who are using my curriculum, this body of work, empowering children and just helping them be who they're meant to be in the world. Wow, that's great. And you noted that late last year, the U.S. Surgeon General and three pediatric organizations declared a national emergency in youth mental health and called for new solutions. So I guess because you've got this breadth of experience everywhere, I was wondering maybe if you could share what parents could watch for in their children to determine if they're struggling mentally. Yeah, let's let's talk about the whole mental health first and kind of where life coaching fits in, because we're not counseling, we're not therapy. So if you look at mental health on a continuum, on one end, you have mental wellness, and then on the other end, you have mental illness. And counselors, therapists tend to focus on the, the mental illness where they're diagnosing, assessing, and of course, treating more serious conditions. Life coaching focuses on the mental wellness side. So it's really mindset skills and supporting the prevention of some mental type disorders. Now, of course, some things are chemical, et cetera, but things like self-esteem, confidence, building resilience, helping children navigate changes in their lives or bouncing back from disappointment or if they make a mistake. Those are things that every child faces and every child will hit a bump in the road. The thing is, was when faced with challenges and disappointments, most kids don't have the skills to handle them. And so what happens is, is they get down on themselves, and this is going to crush your self-esteem, or they give up on themselves, that crushes their self-confidence. And this doesn't have to happen. You know, when they start developing these mindset skills, they can learn how to navigate these ups and downs of growing up. So as far as what for a parent to look for is if they see their child kind of struggling a little bit with maybe shyness, not wanting to to get out there and, and try new things, um, afraid to raise their hand in class, um, not introducing themselves to other kids on the playground, maybe sitting on the sidelines. Maybe there's a change coming up. Maybe they're about to move house or maybe there's a little bit of struggling in the marriage at home or a divorce in the, in the home. So really supporting children early on before they see, they sink into a, a deeper uh, mental situation. And of course, when it, if there's something like, you know, self-harm, talk of suicide, that could be absolutely, that's counseling therapy. But long before that, we can support children in developing their emotional kind of intelligence and the skills for handling and navigating these situations. Well, thank you for clarifying that because we actually have to do that all the time here too, to say we're coaches, we're not therapists. <laughs> there is right. a difference. But I do agree with the philosophy that if we can coach and and take that preventative perspective, then it saves people a lot of grief and suffering later. And so in this case, children, and for goodness sake, I don't know who wouldn't want children to suffer less because it's hard growing up. And they've been through so much the last couple of years that having resiliency skills and and that self-confidence, I would think, would make a, just a ton of difference. Well, and it impacts the whole family, Teresa. I mean, whenever a child is struggling, it's going to impact the parents. It's going to impact anyone else who's close to that family as well. And we're there to help be on the parent's team. We're not there to replace a parent. We're part of the team in supporting that child and being able to navigate challenges. Oh, I think that's great. I believe you teach 27 mindset skills through your curriculum. Right. And I was wondering, could you share a few of those with our listeners? 
Yeah, absolutely. So there's kind of five major categories. And one of the things that makes our curriculum so unique, one is it's we use coaching stories to help bring these skills to kids. And then, of course, discussion questions and activities. But we teach the brain science behind why these things work, why these skills work. So we really lay with a start with a foundation around we call it mind power. And it's teaching children about their conscious mind and their subconscious mind and what belief systems are. And we teach them about neural pathways in their mind. So they understand why positive skills like positive self-talk, which we'll talk more about here in just a minute, why those are so important. We talk about the reticular activating system in the brain and how that's so critical for when they're wanting to achieve their goals. And so really helping them understand how their mind works supports them in the other areas of the curriculum where we support them in developing what we call their inner power. So this is their inner compass, self-leadership, dealing with peer pressure, making good decisions, their me power, which is self-esteem and self-confidence, dream power, all about setting and achieving their goals and accomplishing that. And then what we call slaying dragons, and that's handling the tough stuff in life. So managing the change, overcoming mistakes, managing conditional thinking, dealing with fear, um, those kinds of things as well. So, you know, one of our favorite skills to teach is the skill of positive self-talk. In fact, the, we give away a free coaching story on our website about how to develop positive self-talk. And Teresa, this is so key because it shapes everything from our confidence to our self-esteem to what we achieve and what we think is, is possible for ourselves. And it's what's amazing is that every moment of every day, we're saying something to ourselves. So it's either building us up or it's tearing us down and our kids are doing it too. So what we want to do is support them in learning how to identify when they're in negative self-talk, how to shift out of that and really focus on positive self-talk and how to to develop certain practices so that on a daily basis, multiple times a day, they're actually creating that positive self-talk and building those neural pathways in their mind so that positive self-talk becomes their normal way of thinking. Well, this is all the stuff we teach adults. Absolutely. (laughs) So so pretty soon I won't have any clients left. (laughs) We'll get them all through as children and everybody will be happier. (laughs) It's always, it's always an evolution. I mean, I'm, you know, I've been doing this for, you know, over, well over a decade and I'm still in the work. I'm always working on my self-talk. I'm always working on shifting my thinking. And sometimes I, my mind is not in the, you know, I have to, I have to work on this stuff myself, you know, yeah. it's always a work in practice and we, uh, progress and we always need support. I mean, yeah. life is just, it's not a straight line going up with success. It's, it's like a roller coaster. There's ups and downs and backwards and forwards and hopefully everything's sloping you know, upwards and successful, but we have things in life that we just have to deal with sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. I have to say all the time that we never get there. Like if there's a place that we you never, never get, get to there. where you don't have a problem or an issue or a challenge, I don't know where that exists. But yeah, and I, and I think it is important for the adults listening that we do need support and we do need to remember that we're human. And so, you know, negative thinking does sometimes creep in or we mm-hmm. kind of fall off our path, even if it's, you know, practicing mindfulness or any other right. discipline that you're trying to learn. And that's just normal. But for kids to get this foundation where it becomes habitual, early on is just amazing. And um, what age range does the curriculum address? Yeah, so the ideal for us is between the ages of six through 12. So we want to reach children when they're early, elementary school, middle school, when they're really starting to face some of the bigger situations in life. It can be with peer pressure, not fitting in or being left out or having grades or not making the team or bad grades, not making the team, those kinds of things and supporting them in 
building those skills early because they can use those skills throughout high school, college, and even into their adult years as well. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, that's so empowering. All right. Well, I know you have some activities that bring mindfulness to kids and family members. And you say that it really does help transform the energy in the household. So I was wondering if you could share a few of those with our listeners. Yes, absolutely. So we already talked about self-talk. So that's one to definitely work on. One of the ones we just love to share with families is the practice of giving gold hearts. And what that's all about is that it's being mindful mindful of how we are with others and, of course, with ourselves. And that is every time we're with someone, we make a mark. We leave a mark. It's either a gold heart or a grungy mark based on how we treat them. And so one of the practices is to practice giving gold hearts throughout the day. And it really helps be mindful on how you're treating other people. And then at the end of the day, having conversations about how many gold hearts you gave out. And one of our coaches, had we had such a cool story. She was working with a girl named Julie, who was, this was her practice. And she brought the practice back to her family. And the whole family wound up practicing giving gold hearts. So it really was, there was a ripple effect throughout the family for this practice. And then the most important gold heart too to give is the one to ourselves. And that's where the positive self-talk comes in and just being really mindful of how we're speaking to ourselves, both through our thoughts and through our words. Oh, that's fantastic. Helping kids get into that mindset at a young age so that they think that way then as adults, instead of having to sort of correct their mindsets later in life, Mm -hmm. just seems so beneficial to me. So I understand another thing that you have activities around is gratitude. And that's something that we're always encouraging in mindfulness. But what's involved with teaching kids the practice of gratitude? Well, with gratitude, it it really is about it's very simple. We have morning ex- activity of goals and gratitude. And well, starting with the gratitude is, you know, what are three things you're grateful for? And to choose three different things each morning. And so that they're constantly aware of what's working in their life, because this sets our brain up to look for what's working in life and what's good in life and what can, we can appreciate. It's just a completely different come from and a completely different energy that we create when we're in gratitude. And of course, research also shows that people who have a practice of gratitude tend to have higher levels of happiness and stronger mental health as well. So it's a great exercise, not only for kids, but for us grownups, too. And then, of course, goals are all about your intention. So what, what do you want to create that day? And we look at it in three different areas. We look at it on kind of our high level. What is a, the bigger, bigger goal that we might be wanting to create? You know, for me, it's transforming the lives of children and families throughout the world by bringing life coaching to kids. You know, that's the big goal, right? That's what, that's my kind of North Star every day. And then I have a feeling goal. How do I want to feel today? You know, I want to bring empowerment. I want to be a messenger. I want to feel um, fulfilled. So that would be an example of a, a feeling goal. And then what are the kind of task oriented goals that move you forward in both your first and your second goal? You know, what are the actual boxes that you have of things you want to get done today? And what's really powerful what we teach children is when you write out your, your list of kind of three things you want to do the night before one, it gets both your conscious mind and your subconscious working on it, especially your subconscious through the night. But two, you know what you're going to be focusing on the next day and what your intention is. And that helps you feel like you're always moving forward. You know, again, research shows that people who have goals tend to have stronger mental health as well. So it's really important to have both goals and gratitude. Wow. Yeah. Excellent. Now, your program, your curriculum, is it designed 
to be used only by the coaches that you certify or can parents access resources through the curriculum? Yeah. So right now, our main focus is certifying our coaches to use our work with children. We do have a version of our home study program available on our website for coaches or for parents who want to use it uh, with their children as well. And of course, the self-talk story is free for anyone because we want to get that message out to everybody and just download that today and you can have story time tonight and be on the path of working on positive self-talk. Where can listeners find more information about the program? Well, our website is adventuresinwisdom.com. And there's, there's there's three main tabs up there. One is the free story tab. The next one is be a coach if anyone's interested in exploring becoming life coach for children. And then the next one is for parents. And for co- for parents who might be looking for a coach to work with their children, we have something called a connect with a coach form where they can fill out the form and say, hey, this is a situation we're dealing with. These are the results we're looking for. And then coaches who feel like they'd be a good fit can respond back directly to that parent as well. Wonderful. Well, it has to be very fulfilling to see that you're changing the lives of children because what a wonderful group, right? (laughs) They're already so full of joy and potential and to to start kind of with a clean slate before they've added all the stuff that we add as we turn into adults must be really wonderful. It's very fulfilling. And I just love seeing our coaches being able to do their work in the world. Our coaches tend to come from a background of life coaching, of educator. We have a lot of educators, especially within the last couple of years who have joined us who want to work with children, but in a, a different environment where they have a little bit more control and flexibility over their schedule and the impact they can have on children. Counselors, therapists, social workers as well. So it's, it's so fulfilling to see them being able to do their work in the world. And they reach children I would have never been able to reach on my own. So it's just amazing. Well, that's great. And I, I really thank you for the work that you've put out in the world and that's now being replicated and implemented by so many people in all these different countries. So just fantastic. And I want to thank you so much for joining us today. And I hope anyone with children is hearing this and, and checks out your website and downloads one of the stories so they can get a feel for it. Because I think it's the most critical work we can do is to address children at that point in life where they do get those skills that for some reason we don't teach in school so that they can succeed better and maybe a little easier instead of having to figure it out the hard way all the time. So I just really appreciate your work and thank you again for joining us. Thanks for having me, Teresa. Until next time, I encourage you to meditate daily and be mindful in all of your everyday activities. Simply bring your full awareness to the present moment to build your mindfulness skills, paying attention to every detail of what you're doing, from washing dishes to work tasks to taking a walk. Your mind will wander, and that's normal. Each time you notice it has wandered, that's mindfulness. Consider how wonderful the world could be if everyone was mindful. You can help make that happen. It all starts with a mindful moment. This podcast is part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to other great shows like the Daily Meditation Podcast, Everything Everywhere, and Movie Therapy. We deeply appreciate your support at patreon.com slash a mindful moment. Please be sure to subscribe to A Mindful Moment and follow us on Instagram at A Mindful Moment Podcast. Visit our website, amindfulmoment.com, 
to access podcasts, scripts, and book recommendations. A Mindful Moment is written and hosted by Teresa McKee and or Melissa Sims. The Spanish version is translated and hosted by Paola Tile. Intro music, Retreat by Jason Farnham. Outro music, Morning Stroll by Josh Kirsch, MediaWrite Productions. Thank you for tuning in. This podcast is produced by Work to Live Productions.